Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing really well. How about you? Well, you know, the information is flying at us like Najee Harris at the goal line right now. I mean, there's stuff coming in left and right. Um, there's so much to get to. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And today's weather's been so terrible, and my kids are still in town. And so, I mean, I've been running around. I know you're busy after the holidays. But, I mean, we can talk about the Citrus Bowl, which I know we will. Um, we can talk about the late score, whether or not that was classy or not. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, we can talk about the quarterback situation and to, uh, to his announcement that he's going to uh, or he's going to make the announcement on January 6th, which is Monday. Uh, Alex Leatherwood coming back. Dylan Moses. There has been a, a letter put out, which I think people have had to vet whether or not it's real or not. It, uh, I, I, it doesn't. It didn't Sadly, make a lot of sense. Real. Sadly, it's, it's real. And it's sad on a couple of fronts. It's sad because okay, if it's real, then that means Dylan may not be coming back. And also, it just wasn't a really well written letter. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to touch that end of it. Uh, I don't want I'm to touch that end of it, but. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't assume a whole lot. Fans that read that and are, and are concerned, I, I would still say odds are Dylan Moses will be returning to Alabama. I, I don't think we need to panic about that just yet, but I think more needs to be known. But, but I'm just piecing stuff together here. But it, it appears to me from talking to people, reading that letter a few times, <laughs> And uh, researching a little bit, it, it appears that Dylan's dad bought one of those loss of value policies. Alabama does not buy that for their players. They think it's a bad business deal. And this is exactly why it's a bad business deal. Um, this is why Alabama doesn't buy them. But, but Dylan's dad did buy one and apparently has made a claim, meaning that, hey, my son had an injury and he lost value in the draft. So we want millions of dollars from the insurance right. company to make up for this. They're making a claim. The insurance company, because this is how insurance companies work, the insurance company is like, oh, before you get our millions of dollars, you got to jump through about 17 hoops. And one of those things is you don't get to unilaterally decide you're staying in school. If you make a claim under the policy, you trigger all these things. And one of them, per the insurance company, is we work together to decide whether staying or going. You can't ask for millions of dollars and then just do what you want. Um, this is, needs to be a uni, this, this can't be a unilateral thing. We need to figure you have a duty to mitigate your damages, which means maybe going now. Maybe we need to discuss it. And y'all just went ahead and declared that you're coming back. And while we're not saying we're changing that, we're saying we need to talk before. Yeah before this becomes official. So that's, truly, that's, that's apparently fair. what's happening. I think that's fair. Well, it is. It is. I mean, if they're saying to this insurance company, you owe us millions of dollars, the insurance company does have a right to say, well, yes, um, if you're making a, pol a, a claim under the policy, it's kind of like, you know, you go bash up your car uh, against an oak tree and you call your insurance company and say, hey, I've got to pay to fix my car. The insurance company is going to say, okay, but you got to answer a few questions first. We're not just going to send you a check. 
we got to, you know, were you charged with a DUI? I mean, we're not going to pay for it if you got drunk and ran into a tree. So that's basically what appears to be going on. But the irony to me, Luke, is there was stories about a month or two ago about Tua's policies. Did he have a loss of value policy? That's when it kind of came out publicly for the first time that Alabama – uh, will buys the catastrophic loss policy and that Alabama will pay for that for their players. They're allowed to do that. That Alabama will pay for that for, for their players, but they do not pay for loss of value. And this is why those policies are extremely problematic. And again, I would like to hear Dylan's case as to, as to the loss of value. In those mock drafts I see from McShay and Kuyper, Dylan was still going about 14th or 15th. How's that a loss of value? Assuming he was going that high. I don't know. So, and, and if he comes back and goes in the top 10, does he have a claim at all? So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's very tricky. And the, those, those policies, uh, I would have a million – if I had a client walk in my office and want one of those policies, I, I have a million questions before I could advise my, my, my client to buy it. And, it, and to tell my client what it means by buying it, because uh, it, again, it's very subjective. And, and people like Sports Illustrated have already done stories. Very few, lots of players have bought those policies. Very few have collected any money from them. So that's why I'm just not a, a fan. I don't think, but I also don't know all I need to know uh, as a lawyer anyway before I could advise anybody about that stuff. Um. It sounds a lot like if you buy insurance at the blackjack table. You know, it's really a sucker bet. Um, But at the time, sometimes it feels like, oh, this this might be a good thing for me because I got blackjack and I don't want to lose that. But um, at the same time, if I could lose half the bet, you know, all this other stuff. I, I'm just saying. I, I feel like it's it's kind of a it, it, look. It's yeah. a re, it, it's not a good bet, but he yeah, did bet right. on it. It's kind of like it's the insurance company saying it sounds good. The insurance company says, "Hey, we'll sell you this policy of insurance. So if your son gets hurt and it causes him to fall in the draft, we'll make up the money he lost. So now you now you're playing college football risk free." Because if he falls in the draft due to an injury, we'll make up the money. So you're like, well, that sounds like a good deal. And then your kid does get hurt, and you call the insurance company, and you're saying, hey, send me my $6 million. We lost value in the draft. The first thing the insurance company is going to say, okay, if he was healthy, prove to us where he would have gone in the draft. How do you do that? How do you do that? When your name is not Joe Burrow, how do you do that? So yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that's, that's just uh, – I, I don't understand it, and, and it's sort of my business to understand it, and I don't, which shows how really complicated this stuff is. Anybody that tries to tell you this stuff is simple doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly not simple, and um, while I – again, I don't – I think everybody's first inclination is to whatever the case – don't side with the insurance company. 
I think that's how everybody <laughs> approaches insurance. You know, just it's don't trust insurance companies is is the typical rule of thumb. However, in this particular case, I feel like I'm kind of on their side. I mean, I kind of get it. So, I mean, well, I, I hate I it. Get, it. It might be a difficult thing, Luke, where where Dylan's family is saying, now, wait a minute, you didn't, we didn't understand this part. And the insurance company is going, hey, we're not saying we're not giving you this $5 million. We're saying if you want our $5 million, you got to do A, B, C, D, E, and F. And mm -hmm. we'll give you the $6 million if you do all this. And some of those things may be fair. I, 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 I just, we won't know all the facts. So, and since we don't know all the facts, I'm not going to criticize the insurance company, Dylan's dad, Dylan, or anything other than the subjective nature of this process. I'm not critical of anybody or anything for this. I just hope for Dylan, it works out the way that Dylan wants it to work out. That, that's, that's, that's all I got. All right. Well, let's, let's skip over that for now, because I think this is all kind of fresh and, you know, really we've just now determined this, this letter wasn't a hoax and it sounded kind of like a hoax there for a minute. I mean, it really did. And again, I go back Confusing. to that's how, that's how it, their letter just wasn't very well written. And I, I mean, look, it shouldn't be public. It shouldn't, none it of this should, should be public, by the way. No, it was, is stupid to make it, it's even dumber to make it public, but whatever. I mean, you know, look, I want Dylan to come back and, and I hope he does, but I also want Dylan to do what's best for Dylan. I think they're the same way. Okay. Let's talk about the citrus bowl since, um, that's what just happened. Um, man, first play of the game, 85-yard bomb to Judy, and you're thinking, okay, uh, it's going to be, what, 906 to nothing at the end? I mean, I've had a kind of a Freddie Millens UCLA <laughs> moment for a second. Um, but And then I, when it was 16 to 14, when that son of a bitch kicked a 57-yarder, which is the longest in Michigan history, off grass with no tee against us, I'm thinking – we're going to lose to khaki pants. This makes no sense. We're so much better than they are, but they were pushing us around a little bit. And then in the second half, of course, we turn up the volume and um, our talent kind of takes over and, and we were immensely more talented than them. I don't think that's, that has anybody in doubt, but um, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, channel Avery Johnson uh, who, who, who sort of coined this for me that I'll never forget that it was him, but it was a tale of two halves. You know, it yeah. really was. Uh, uh, we, we didn't play well in the first half outside of the bomb to Jerry Judy, which started the game, which is great. And I love how you referenced Freddie Millen's <laughs> part return against UCLA in 2000. It was exactly like that. It's the first play uh, where we touch the ball and we score and we're like, we are about to drill these guys. And then we just play like total shit. Uh, and, and, and maybe it's because the first score was so easy. I, I don't know. But defensively, I think – put it this way. Defensively, we showed in the first half why we lost to LSU and Auburn. That first half defensively, that's why we lost to LSU and Auburn. We, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we weren't even decent on defense. We're just bad on defense at times. And then in the second half – we not only played well, I think we did all sorts of stuff. I think we proved that the Nick Saban culture at Alabama is not dead. Uh, I think we showed that we are still Sabanized. All the stuff came together. The decision by all the juniors to play in the game, except for Torrell, uh, the, the decision they all made to play, 
the fact that they're all still together, the fact that some of them are coming back to play next year. Uh, our freshmen, like Christian Harris, who played like a freshman for so much of the year, Christian Harris then showed Saturday, I mean, showed Wednesday and on New Year's Day, uh, not just that he was a freshman playing before he probably should have, but why he was such a highly recruited, a highly regarded prospect. I mean, Christian Harris, Christian Harris made the transition from prospect to college football player on Wednesday. He went from good prospect to good player. It happened. It was good. It took a while, and it's supposed to take a while for normal human beings. It takes a while, and 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 Christian just totally showed out. I thought if we had a defensive MVP, to me it was Christian Harris. Um, I, I think we played really well on both sides of the ball. And while this summer is likely to be spent discussing Tua's health and how incredible it is that Tua is going to play a senior year at Alabama, and it's also going to be the summer of Bryce Young, like, oh, we have maybe the most talented quarterback we've ever signed showing up. We can't wait to see him. I am going to be – I'm not even sure what the emotion is, but I'm going to be emotional about us not not – not not giving proper due to Mac Jones, who saved the season. Mac saved the season. That, that's really what he did. When, when Tua was gone and Mac hasn't played, and a lot of people thought Mac wasn't very good, it would have fair. It would have been a fair outcome if Alabama got extremely average quarterback play or worse from the point Tua was hurt forward, and we didn't. And while Mac did throw the pick sixes against Auburn, one was a freak play. While he did, and while that was a tough environment, Mac played well at Auburn. I would even tell you he played better than Bo Nix did. And Mac outperformed Shea Patterson, who's going to be drafted into the NFL in three months. I think Mac was just a hero for this season. And this season ended on a great note, 11-2, and Citrus Bowl champs, beating Michigan, uh, and going into the offseason with a great sense of optimism solely because of Mac Jones. And I, I hope he's not lost in, in the summer of Tua and the summer of Bryce Young that's to come. No, I agree. And that's uh, that's one of the topics I had written down here was the Bryce Young, Tua Tungvaluwa, who I would say at this point it would be shocking if he didn't come back on Monday. Um the Bryce Young, Tua Tungvaluwa, Talia Tungvaluwa, and Mac Jones four-way. <laughs> Sorry, I need a better way to say that. Um, coming up uh, this spring. And look, here's the thing. I wouldn't blame either of Talia or, or Mac Jones for transferring. I would totally get it. Yeah. Talia, I probably wouldn't understand quite as much just because his brother's there and he would have to sit here. Um, but Matt, well, he might not have to sit here. Who knows? I mean, not, who knows what the, Matt Jones has graduated. And so he'll be able to go anywhere and do anything if he wanted to. And if two is coming back, I would probably say to Matt Jones, Hey, look, the, the move is taking my crimson colored glasses off. The move is for you to go somewhere else and maybe go somewhere like an Oregon. That's going to be losing Justin Herbert or, um, God forbid, somewhere like a USC, which I, that doesn't make sense because they have some young quarterbacks. But, yeah. you know, maybe somewhere like a, a Texas that's losing Sam Ellinger, aren't they? Or are they not? No, no. Ellinger comes back. He uh, comes back, okay. Top of my well, head, maybe where, a, he could go that would, where he could go that could really hurt us would be uh, LSU or Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, don't, we don't need him in LSU or Georgia. No, that uh, would they're suck. They're both losing their quarterbacks. 
you know? No, that would really suck. I don't, uh, you know, and hopefully he wouldn't do that. I mean, he needs to do his best for him. And if he were, you know, I got to say, if I were him and LSU came knocking on my door and Joe Brady's still coaching quarterbacks over there, I'd take a long look at it. And my well, God, Gertie. would be actually, if he, if he wants to go somewhere and be a starter next year, I mean, if he's going because he wants to play and be a starter and, and play for a, a good pro, my, my first, my first piece of advice to him would be Florida State. Go play for Mike Norville. Yeah. I mean, it's close to home. Norville's going to build a new culture and a new attitude at Florida State. They got decent pieces around him. Uh, he, he likely won't be in the playoffs, but he would be a quarterback of a, of a traditional powerhouse, close to home, uh, have some talent to throw to, a good new head coach that people are going to get behind. Uh, I, 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 would, I would tell him to consider that. But that being said, it is an Alabama show, and, and, and I, I don't think Mac's going anywhere. I really don't. To a back, to a not back. I, I don't think Mac's going anywhere this year. I, I, he's a gump, and I mean that as a, the highest compliment. So are we. Uh, he, he's a, he loves Alabama. Uh, I think he likes being there. Um, I, I really don't think that Mac is going anywhere. Well, here's the other side of that. I mean, you may, you do make a point. Um, why couldn't he just mark Matt Barkley this thing? Who uh, I think is still he's still playing in the NFL, right? Didn't he start the other day for somebody? Uh, he might still be in the NFL. So you're saying just go pro? That would be he is draft eligible. Uh, oh, that's I didn't even think that. about that. That would be fascinating. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Uh, no, what you're saying about Matt Barkley is just just ride it out, be the backup, and then then take your chances of the NFL, even though you were never a starter. Uh, that might be an idea, but heck, he's a starter. The NFL now has three full games of film. Uh, he's a smart guy, graduated the 4.0 GPA. Uh, heck, get out while the getting's good. And it's not a great, deep court. Put it this way. Put it this way. Shea Patterson's going to be at the Senior Bowl. I think he's a projected fourth, fifth-round pick. If Shea Patterson's a fourth or fifth-round pick, why isn't Mac? Oh, totally. I mean, I mean I, who, who, would, who would you rather have? Well, hey, there's another land, potential landing spot for him. I don't know why he'd want to go there, but, you know, potential they landing spot. The, uh, why don't, he, don't they have – what's his name in it? Uh, Christian uh, – you know, the big-time running back over in Carolina. I'm a brain farting on that. Uh, McCaffrey? McCaffrey? McCaffrey, yeah, his brother, Dylan McCaffrey. Isn't, isn't he at Michigan? Yeah, did I, mean, I see some, something happened with him? Did he, is he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know when I think young Michigan quarterback. He transferred. Um, I don't know. Well, he, we now he's with. Ask Alexa. Do you have an I, Alexa I'm, in your room? No, I just have this. I have this next door neighbor named Alex. I can ask him, but um, no, he's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it shows he's still at Michigan. But look, he looks like a this picture of him that I'm seeing. He looks like a beanpole. I mean, look. I'd, who would you rather have, though? I mean, if somebody said, if somebody said you can have Christian McCaffrey's oh. brother, or you can have Mac Jones. After seeing Mac Jones light up the scoreboard against Arkansas, okay. Auburn, and oh, uh, totally uh, Michigan, agree. I mean, totally that's agree. who I'm taking. Totally agree. And again, I know he doesn't have a, a long NFL resume, but hey, they don't. They don't. You know, they got enough to look at. No, yeah. but no, I, this is what I think is going to happen. I, I, I think Mac's going to come back. I think Tua is going to come back. I think Bryce and Tilly, I think we'll have a great, great 
quarterback room in the fall. Uh, Sark will, will be one of the happiest people in coaching. That's his quarterback room. Uh, and and, and that, that's going to be the situation. And there's going to be a couple of kids who never get to play. What I would do is redshirt Bryce. We, he needs to get bigger anyway. Redshirt True. Bryce. Uh, Mac is not only the backup, but Mac plays a considerable amount for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Mac needs experience. Number two, he won't. He's already proven he won't screw up the game. He's a good player. Uh, three, uh, keeps Tua healthy. Keeps Tua. Let's, let's not play Tua seventy-five snaps. Let's play Tua fifty snaps. Um, and, and then if the game's tight, I, I'm not saying take Tua out when it's fourteen to fourteen in the fourth quarter. I'm just saying. Hey, when we got a good lead, take two out, put Mac in. Uh, redshirt Bryce, uh, Kalia, uh, unfortunately, is sort of the one squeezed out in that deal. He can be the garbage time guy, and he gets to play another year with his brother, which which he will appreciate uh, as he gets older. So, you know, I, I think that should be the plan. And then, uh, and then two has gone to the NFL, and now we have an experienced fifth-year senior in Mac, a redshirted, bigger and stronger Bryce Young, and, and Talia can sort of do what he wants with uh, with Tua gone. Talia can also focus on some school and get to graduate early. So when he does leave, if he if he leaves, he can grad transfer out down the road. Um, anyway, that would be my that would be the way I would like to see it all unfold. But nobody ever asked me for good reason. I'm uh, I'm pretty dumb. Well, but okay, I do like your plan. Except I was when you said that I was like, wow, okay, I like this. Tua is the starter. Mac is the backup, getting significant time, aka. Uh, Tua and Jalen and and then uh Talia is the double backup and Bryce Young gets um gets redshirted bulks up then Mac Jones goes pro along with Tua and Bryce Young is the starter or Bryce Young and Talia fight it out for the starter and that's that's the way I would see that going down um, might, it might, it might, because Max already graduated. I don't know how much longer he wants to be there. Um, yeah, I mean, it could play out that way, and that's perfectly fine. I, I just hope Mac doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I know starting Monday, everyone's going to be so excited about two of the question every day all spring. What are you hearing on Tua's hip? What are you hearing? Because people will want, okay, it's great that Tua's coming back. Now, how healthy is he going to be is, is the next question. Um, and, 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 again, I don't, I don't know how much we'll know. But uh, I just hope Mac doesn't get lost in the shuffle because he lit- literally saved the season. Well, let's let's also say this though: it's not just the excitement around Tua on Monday. All the excitement about what Mac did yesterday will be lost in probably what will be a, an outstanding performance from Bryce Young Saturday at the All American Game because yeah. his practice reports have been glowing. And um, everybody will be talking about that. And then when two is coming back, we all won't have any clothes on by that time. It's going to be a full-fledged orgy in the state of Alabama. And um, And we haven't had a first-round pick. We haven't had a first-round pick at quarterback since the the mid-'70s. So we were sort of due all this good – I know people say Alabama's not due any good fortune. That's ridiculous. Well, we were due good fortune at quarterback because it's one of the absurd stats in college football today – that Alabama hasn't produced a first-round quarterback since Richard Todd in 1977. No, we're due good fortune at kicker. Did you see the dude for Memphis? 
the guy from Memphis yeah. was just balling out. I mean, he was trick shotting field he goals. We're yeah, over here he hitting, hitting goalposts like they got the antidote in them. I mean, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with us? That dude was hitting uprights to bunk them in just to show off. I mean, yeah, he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And then to top it off, you know, we, we don't find out, at least I did until game time, that our punter isn't our punter at the bowl game. And I was like, we finally get a punter that I kind of dig. I mean, he doesn't muff it. You know, how often do you see a punter muff it? We, we, our punter muffs it, not the return man, our punter. But, um, we, uh, we finally get one that I kind of dig and then we replace him. And I don't even, you know, I didn't even like investigate the story on that. I was just like, I mean, it's, I'm just so tired of kicker stories. It's going to be, man, there's going to have to be a feel good story of feel good stories, um, for our kicker to get some good publicity because we had one kicker, you know, that was what he was in an orphanage in the, in the, uh, in Europe and he comes over here and then he, all he's known for is the kick six and he's kind of like, I kind of want to go back to the home country, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Um, but get, you know, let's move on from kickers. Uh, Naji with his late score. Do you think that was over the top? Uh, I don't. No. I mean, no, his first one no. was over the top. <laughs> but um, no, uh, no. I think th- what's the big whoop? I mean, wh- what is Jim Harbaugh saying? I think he should take a knee. Well, okay, asshole, you spiked the ball with one second left in the game, and I swear the only yeah. thought that went through my yeah. mind is. We're going to have somebody hurt. <laughs> that was a response. Yeah, his, his last possession was a response to that touchdown. And that's fine. Hey, that's fine. I, I don't – I mean, this is the way I look at it. Maybe it's easy to look at it when you're the biggest kid on the block like we are. You know, we're, we're the bully of college football, so maybe it's easy to blow it off. But the way I look at it is if the shoe was on the other foot and Michigan scored, would I be, would I be like, those buttholes, they should have – they should have taken a knee. No, no. I don't care what they do. Try to score. It's up to our guys to knock the ball out. Go get the ball. Make, make a turnover. Make something happen. Don't just helplessly complain that the other team is scoring. Do something about it. Stop them. You know, and, and so I wouldn't have complained. As a matter of fact, I think complaining makes you look pretty pathetic. So I wouldn't complain. The only way I complain is if it's, 49 to 7, 49 to 7. I mean, why are you scoring again? I mean, why? Why 56 to 7? I mean, why? But Well, well, but, you would be I, complaining I, I, if it were Najee scoring, though. If Jerome Ford were in there you and oh, he were running behind Scott Lashley, you wouldn't be complaining. I mean, I get what you're saying. And here's my take on it. Number one, I do think part of it was for Najee and part of a – you know, last hurrah type of thing. Uh, and also the the whole drama with Najee and Michigan and the recruiting battle. And then, of course, Harbaugh uh, took some shots at Saban like in 2016 via Twitter, which some people brought back up. And my, my take on the Michigan trying to score late, I, I get what you're saying that, hey, look, we tried to score, they tried to score. I get that. I'm fine with that. But then you don't – you lose the right to bitch about our scoring. It's sort of like when people – the, the – some very uh, left-leaning people, I mean, incredibly left-leaning people, and this works for the right too, so I'm not getting political. When they say something like, I hate people who hate people. Anybody who hates other people for any reason, I hate them. I'm like, well, you're kind of 
you can't say that and have it both work. You know what I mean? Is the hate doesn't equal the hate, the more hate and whatever. And and that's if you're going to bitch about people scoring late, then what you should have done, Harbaugh, is taken me and say, uh, you could have gone to the press conference and say something like, hey, I think that's the way we should have ended the ball game with somebody taking a knee. And so that's what I did. You would have had a legitimate and uh, gripe. But instead, you spiked the ball down 19. You're an asshole. That's, there's no other way to say that. <laughs> and then we picked off. But see, the beauty of it is we picked off the ball. We write one more interception. Now, Shea Patterson's career ends with an interception. We picked off the ball. And that's why. But okay, didn't they call it incomplete, Jimmy? Didn't they call it incomplete? Did they? I'm pretty sure they, they said it was incomplete. Well, I got, now I got to check oh. the stats. I remember thinking, ha, uh, ha, we intercepted him. No, no, it wasn't Maiden. It was Job. It was Job. It was Job. It was Job. I thought, now, I'll tell you this. Once his hands got on the ball, I probably stood up, threw up my arms, erupted, sent, you know, a splatter of beer across my poor mom's couch. I probably celebrated and stopped looking at the TV. So if they, if they ruled it incomplete, uh, maybe maybe that I, I admittedly stopped paying attention. Well, I, I say that, and I'm looking for the ESPN stats here. Um, and, okay, they do give Josh Job the credit for an interception. I guess they called it complete. I saw the official do do the incomplete sign. Somebody else must – because I was pissed off about it. So somebody else must have come in and <laughs> uh, said it was yeah. complete as if it mattered. It didn't matter. I'm glad. I'm glad Josh Job gets that pick. But I swear I thought them show incomplete. So, uh, hey, kudos to you for paying more attention than me while you're drunk. Well, I barely was. I barely, <laughs> I barely was. As a matter of fact, it's my fault. We kind of got off to a slow start. I overdid it uh, New Year's Eve. Imagine that. I overdid it. So I usually have my pregame beers and, and, and stuff. And then I actually uh, did not drink any beer at all in the first quarter. That, that That's a very rare thing. Oh, that's that's on you. It is on me. So I didn't drink it. And then – we played such a bad first quarter. Uh, it was brought to my attention by everyone in the room that I was screwing it up for everybody. So even though I still felt bad from the previous night's champagne extravaganza, I headed to the garage to fish out a uh, a winner from the beer fridge, and uh, and then we won. So that's on me too, I guess. So yay me. We we did have a pretty funny story. Uh, wasn't watching that game. It was one of the other games. I can't remember which one, but. Uh, one of my friend's wives, who I'm also friends with, so I guess I'll just call her a friend. I don't is that is that sexist when I do that? Like one of my friend's wives, but I'm actually friends with her too. Is that can I say that? Just no, one no, of my what friends. What you say is she's a girl and she's a friend, so she's your girlfriend. That's what you say. Oh yeah, that ought to get me out of hot water. Um, <laughs> That's what you say. So your girlfriend <laughs> did what? So, so she was talking to us about something that her husband's family did, and everybody had had a lot to drink. But she was sort of, she was going on and on about this 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 thing that her family did, and she talked for five minutes. Her husband never said shit, and he finally looked at her like we all looked back at him to be like, "Oh my god, that's that's great! Your family's nuts, oh man! What is wrong with your family?" And he looked at his wife and then looked at us and said, "There's none of that story that's true." And it just so happened that <laughs> then he said it so seriously, and it just so happened that there was an instant replay on the TV screen. At the time, and I so I said, upon further review, we have determined that story is complete bullshit. We will go back to the last five minutes and please put five minutes back on the time clock so that we can all get this five minutes back. He was like, You screwed that story up from the start. There's none of that that's right. You did none of it correctly. 
How much of the story? Uh, how much of the story was about bear gonorrhea? Uh, there was there was none of it about bear gonorrhea, which oddly is what made it untrue. <laughs> she needed more bear gonorrhea talk. Um, the the Under Armour All American game is tonight, and I'm I'm not yeah. really super excited about that one because I I think Jace McClellan was supposed to be in it, but he's not playing. Um, there were a couple other Alabama guys that were supposed to play. Uh, Demoy Kennedy, he's not playing, right? He was supposed to be. In he's it. not. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's not playing. Uh, uh, Jamil Burrows is playing, uh, which is interesting. You know, some of these guys that committed to us. This is a real interesting uh, here. Some of these guys that committed to us but didn't sign. Some of them are playing in these national all star games, and, and those kids look good. Damian George looks good. Jamil Burrows yeah. looks good. Um. It, it, it may be the same. We, we may be signing those guys after all, and these All Star games may be a factor in that decision. So that's interesting. So I think Damian George is tonight, and I think Jamil Burroughs is tonight. I saw, hey, look, you know, people make recruiting out to be so complicated and evaluation, and they love to point out stats, you know, oh, he threw too many interceptions, or, or, or man, look at this guy made 180 tackles. We need to take him. A lot of evaluation is simple, and I say that because thanks to, to either Barton Simmons or somebody, I saw just one clip, one clip of Damian George blocking Jordan Birch. Now, Jordan Birch might be the number one prospect in America. If not number one, he's in the top ten. Who cares? He's clearly among the most elite, elite of pass rushing prospects in the country. It's one rep. I'm sure I will be told by so many of you it's so stupid to to make a lifetime decision over watching one rep. But really, when you know recruiting, it's not. Damian George showed very light feet, a powerful punch, quick hands, decent technique. He dominated Jordan Birch. It's just one snap. But what I'm saying is I wasn't very high on Damian George. I thought we might have jumped the gun and maybe not made a good decision with him. But he's lost some weight. He looked like a million bucks. And the dude that I saw on that one clip, I'll tell you what, I'll guarantee you this. He's an SEC prospect. Mm-hmm. Kid I saw on that clip can play in the SEC. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be a first-round draft pick or start for us for three years. But that dude's an SEC football player, no doubt. And all I needed was that one clip. Not because I'm a genius, but j- just make a list. What are you looking for in a tackle? Watch the one play and start checking the boxes. Is he tall? Does he have good length? Is he light on his feet? Is he strong? Is he at least semi-athletic? How much does he weigh? Is he getting the job done against people he should be getting it done against? Just check those boxes and just watch the one clip, and you're like, well, yep, he's a take. No, I I agree. Um, I saw that same clip, and I was kind of impressed. I I kept waiting for the the next clip of – you know Jordan Birch destroying him, and then going, oh, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is what should have happened before, um, and that never came to fruition. So, um, you know, whatever, good. I hope it works out. I hope it it works out great for him, and 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 um, I would love to have him. And it's wouldn't it be weird if he were the gem of the two uh, prospects between he and Zach Evans, who apparently has signed with Georgia now no longer wants to be at Georgia is not announcing tonight. And every, nobody knows what in the hell is happening with him. Yeah. His recruitment is so weird. There's, there's always a reason behind that. It's never good. So just, just, I'm just, we're good at running back. 
based on everything we know to date, I know I, we, we were both saying on this very podcast or, or the one we had before it, that Zach Evans was the most talented running back nationally in this class. That's true. But based on what all we know about Zach Evans and what we know about Jace McClellan, I would take McClellan 99 times out of 100. Nope, 100 times out of 100. I mean, we, we got we got the better situation. No, no doubt. I, I just – I don't know what's going on with that kid. I don't care. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Like you said, if Damian George ends up being the dude, but Hey, it has happened before. I mean, I hate using these names because it sounds like it's insulting, but would, would we have taken Robert Lester if he didn't play with Julio? And no. look how good Lester ended up being. He, he made like 40 gazillion interceptions one year. I mean, Lester ended up being a quality football player, not awesome, but he was a quality player. Uh, and when we took him, to get Julio, or to help get Julio. We took, uh, going in the way back machine, Dwayne Rudd was maybe the top linebacker in America. We took his, his little best buddy, a defensive back on that team, that I'm not even sure the Mississippi schools were going to take, Deshae Townsend. Townsend right. ended up being one of the best players on the team in his freshman season. You know, yeah. so, and then he played in the NFL for 40. He was a better player than Rudd, you know, in the long term. So, yeah. uh, it, it's, hap- it's happened so many times. Uh, you know, that, that, that younger Kim Dietschy kid, or the older Kim Dietschy kid, you know, before he went crazy, he, he, was, he was an impactful player at Ole Miss. And we know why they took him, you know, yeah. to, to get the other kid. So it does happen. You can't count on it. It's dumb to count on it. You can't say, well, here's a great kid and a crappy kid. Let's take the crappy kid because and, 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 we know he'll end up being better anyway. Well, then yeah. he wouldn't be a crappy. So, right. Uh, but, yeah, this package deals happen. Now, they happen at Alabama less than other places just because the scholarship offered Alabama is so precious. We don't really need to make too many crazy deals to get a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Alabama's not in a position where we have to say, all right, we give in. We'll, we'll do this if you sign with us. I mean, I mean no, I, it's not that. Alabama's more like uh, playing here is sort of a huge honor. Here's our spot. If you don't want it, we'll just go get a better kid. Well, not only that, I think that one of the more famous package deals at Alabama didn't happen. Keenan Allen and his brother, who was the quarterback at Buffalo, that we wouldn't take. And can you imagine Keenan Allen on an Alabama team? Holy jamoles. I mean, he was remarkable. He's still remarkable. And we didn't take his brother, and California did. And he's off to California, and nobody – I mean, he did well at California. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he was – he was great, but he wasn't a household name. If he Keenan Allen played Alabama, he might have won a Heisman. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And I think we're recruiting him to play defense. I think he wanted to play defense, frankly. Look, that's my recollection of it, but boy, that was a while back now. But yeah, Keenan uh, had a heck of a career. And hey, the, the quarterback that quote we didn't want, I'll tell you this, we've had worse. We've had worse. Oh, gotcha. I, I, I don't think the guy would have come here and, and played too many snaps and meaningful games in the Saban era, but uh, he could play quarterback. He 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 would have been he would have been a quality backup at Alabama, no doubt about it. All right, Jimmy, we're about out of time, so we'll say roll tide, and we'll have another podcast for you guys uh, tomorrow sometime. Tomorrow in the manana, and it'll be Friday. We'll do predictions for uh, the Monday night. Miami of Ohio Lafayette bowl game. Oh, oh hell yeah. No, no. 
Oh, we'll do some wild card, NFL wild card. You know, I, get, I like the NFL, love the NFL, but now that the playoffs are here, uh, I'm all about the National Football League. Oh, man, the playoffs are going to be fun. And then uh, do you see there's supposed to be like this big-time snowstorm in New England, um, and, you know, Derrick Henry is obviously playing in that game, and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Goodness, I'm in. I'm in. So, yeah, you, you had me at Derrick Henry. Um, all well, right, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide. Everybody.